calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hi, girl. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> Never. Why would I? <laughs> I don't know what do stuff like that. I even make myself go, what the fuck? I drove past my neighbor who was sitting outside and I was in the car and I was like, hey. And as I'm driving away, I'm like, what? Like, why would I do that? But why not, though? That's the question. (laughs) I guess so. I've just gotten to a level of, like, like, nonsense that even I can't fathom. (laughs) That's what I am. (laughs) I'm just like, who am I? The highest nonsense at the highest level. (laughs) At the highest, most sophisticated level. The highest degree. Yeah. This is this is FBI nonsense. <laughs> Federal. Federal. It's a crime. Oh my god. What are you what are you reading? What are you listening, watching? Tell me. Um oh I'm reading station eleven. Oh, you are. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I am. It's but, a it is really oh I didn't know that yeah they turned maybe that's why television program I was like I feel like this is coming back around again like I've heard the name somewhere that would be why it's going to be a television program but we also almost picked it right yes during the innocence time I feel like either or either book would have been this one probably would have been better but it's a I'm bit not enjoying it. Well, no, it's about a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. People yeah. might have felt like anxiety reading more about a pandemic. Were we in the pandemic when we read it mm-hmm. last year? Yeah. Because we've we, been we, in the pandemic we. for like 37 years. So yeah. 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 Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure how I feel about it. It's good. But then I'm like, she would have this was written way before the pandemic so it's like she's calling everything 
it's just trippy it's trippy it's a bit of a mind fuck if you will Mm -hmm. although when you like think about it like there have been many pandemics in the history of the world so exactly probably just history doing that thing it does but it is cyclical timing the timing Mm -hmm. is weird yes yes yeah anyways um other than that I listened to that podcast you sent me sent away oh yeah I listened to it too that was weird right Mm -hmm. I'm still so confused as to like how that girl died that's not a spoiler because that's literally like no the first episode she fell in the dark yeah I know but why did what were they doing like why they're splunking (laughs) <laughs> on christmas eve with like 20 bad girls <laughs> yeah in the dark with no flush flashlights flashlights either <laughs> either or <laughs> either or there was none <laughs> oh i don't know man i don't know that podcast was crazy it was crazy and i can't I... believe it's still happening that kind of i know stuff. i know and with the paris hilton thing and whatever mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah. What about you? Um, I just discovered that there is a tab in the podcast app and it's called unplayed. And I can go into my Dateline episodes and hit the unplayed tab and listen to all the ones I haven't listened to. Instead of like scrolling endlessly, like hoping that I would come across one, you know? Love that for you. Rocking Dateline all day, every day. All it is is Dateline. (laughs) <laughs> dateline 24 7 keith morrison yeah. in my ears all the time yes talking to lester me. hold lester other hold. guy other that woman there is that woman too yeah and the other guy and the yeah. other guy jim mm-hmm. jones no 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 <laughs> no wrong, no. wrong podcast. podcast no no don't. <laughs> <laughs> wrong podcast don't ask oh me if my god <laughs> i got marty to watch a documentary about um have no it wasn't heaven's gate it was jim jones what was his called yeah jonestown jonestown yeah yeah mm-hmm. marty watched mm-hmm. a documentary about it with me i'm like yeah this is fucked up are you ready <laughs> are you ready is that what you said <laughs> No, I actually whispered that in the office today, though. <laughs> Did anybody acknowledge and know that it was Chris Angel's mind freak? No, no. Quit your job. I always quit your I, job. I know. I, know. I always drop <laughs> like kidding. little nuggets, a little nuggets here and there, and I'm hoping that I'll find my soulmate at work or something because they'll be like, <laughs> like I almost was like, get the fuck out of here, but like no one would have understood that. Like. <laughs> Everybody would just been like, pork chop sandwiches. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Anyway. So I don't know. I don't know. No one's my age. I'm the only one there who is my age. Everyone's either younger or older. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm just chilling in the middle, like in real life. That's what it's like being in your 30s everyone is yeah, but... younger than you or older than you <laughs> that's true at any age of your life. <laughs> but particularly this one damn it <laughs> come on now just give me this 
give it give but it a- I've the thir- 30s are awesome I have yeah, to say I, I don't mind like yeah um I wish that I could like I used to be able to like stay up all night and then, I guess like go to work the next day and I would never do that now <laughs> never <laughs> that's blasphemous I would be too much of a mess I'd be like I'm really sick <laughs> yeah I'd be like I need to call out for at least three days at least three days because I had two bottles of cider so yeah exactly <gasps> yeah. I'm done I'm done, done. I two white claws so oh yikes yeah time for bed night night <laughs> put me right to sleep <laughs> <laughs> vaping and clawing baby hell yeah vape nation vape nation holla holla okay Okay. we have we have three new babes so i'm just gonna shout shout them out yeah um okay kelly wyatt and felicia hello to all of you welcome to our hot mess okay should i can i start you can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Please do. Okay, take it away, Riley. You're no longer Caitlin. All right. I am Riley Mays. This week, we are reading chapters 9 to 16 of The Oceanography of the Moon, which kind of, the title kind of came together this week, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, which was mm -hmm. nice to see. Loved that. Loved that. All right. So they are looking for fossils as per the dinner discussion night before when Vaughn just invited himself so super kindly. We find out what a search yeah. image is. Okay. Yeah. So that's when an animal finds something that aids in its survival. It fixes that uh, an image of whatever it is in its mind. And humans do this too. It's called evolution, baby. Look it up. <laughs> oh, this is an evolution, babes podcast. Look it up yourself. <laughs> Look it up. Okay, ever heard so- of it never heard of her <laughs> no evolution never, never heard of her <laughs> never heard of her <laughs> wrong we heard writer of her. hardly knew her <laughs> jesus christ okay okay sorry okay. <laughs> so vaughn is pretty much there for the ride he looks a little bit bored riley is feeling sorry for vaughn today which is new from her previous emotions towards vaughn Colton still isn't really vibing with Vaughn and Riley feels responsible for that, which she kind of is because she was like, do you think he sucks? And Colton's like, yeah, he sucks because she definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that is a little bit awkward. Um, 
Vaughn sort of challenged Riley about where Colton had slept the night before, um, kind of trying to see if they were sharing a bed, and they were not. So he was pleased about that, weirdly. Mm-hmm. They have like this weird moment. <laughs> I'm not for these weird moments. I don't know. I just like don't love reading awkward, weird moments. Do you know what it I mean? It makes you like, cringe just, IRL. Yeah, too. yeah, it makes me cringe. Like I <laughs> There were actual moments. I don't know if it's just me, but there were actual moments when I was just rolling my eyes. Like, <laughs> there are a few little bits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 I love her writing and everything, but mm-hmm. just some moments where I'm like, Ugh. okay. So they're looking into each other's eyes, and Riley can like see Bond's grief. And then like Colton kind of catches them doing this, and it's like kind of awkward for everyone. And then Vaughn asks about the writer comment from Saatchi about how she had said that Riley was the writer. And Riley explains that she was studying writing um, and she was sort of struggling with things. And um, the only writing that she kept after she ended up dropping out was a journal um, about a class where she was like essentially having to write a memoir. And it was like too painful to write and it was kind of like the catalyst of her dropping out of school so oh and then I wrote cue heart to heart blah blah <laughs> I'm guessing there was some more like eye rolling <laughs> yes yes yeah um Vaughn wants to read this like journal she's kind of like isn't the idea of a journal like isn't that self-explanatory that it's not for someone else to read like it was just this weird sort of thing Mm-hmm. Um, and then Colton ends up telling Vaughn that he wants to show him something and to follow him into the woods. <laughs> Love that to always follow weird people, like strange people into the woods. Um, but it ends up being a snowshoe hair that they, he gets Riley to help flush towards Vaughn. Um, and then Colton explains a little bit of global warming in action. And how it has affected the snowshoe hair. So what it says in the story is that this, because it's February in the book, there's typically snow and the snowshoe hair is accustomed to this. And so it being white and the snow being white, it thinks it's invisible in that moment, not realizing that it's much milder than it usually is in February. Hence, he's a white rabbit surrounded by brown dirt. Yes. Yes. So it's like symbolic in all sorts of different ways Mm -hmm. cool and then on the way back Vaughn mentions the journal to Riley and then Riley like he's like at least don't destroy it or something weird and then Riley's like hey we should warm up for a fire with a fire when we get home Colton like they're kind of just like it's just this like weird vibe yeah um he won't give up on the journal at all no. like it's like can I read it can I read it can I read yeah. it like what's in your journal yeah yeah like he knows anyway and mm-hmm. then I made a note there is something weird going he is so like yeah fixated on her and the way he makes she makes him feel yeah, and we even got like those weird vibes last week when mm-hmm. he was at the dinner and felt like he needed to like come up with an excuse to set everyone at ease, right? And mm-hmm. he said literally said like he was making an excuse 
it's just weird. Vaughn is hoping that he hasn't upset Riley about the journal pestering. Um, and he was having trouble sleeping because he was picturing them sleeping together. Colton and Riley. <laughs> yes, Colton and yeah. Riley. Um, and he couldn't sleep. So he's out, he's looking up about snowshoe hair. So obviously that like flushing out that animal, uh, this hair um, obviously piqued his interest in maybe a little bit of climate change and that kind of stuff. And then um, he found this clock at a gas station and he thinks that it's perfect for Kieran, but he wants Riley to help give it to him which is okay weird um so she like he like pops his head in her door which has already been like don't come in here so not a good idea to go in there and she like throws a book at him obviously like as she should yes get out but then that still doesn't deter him enough after she's been like get out of here skedaddle and he's just mesmerized by her room um, and what's on the walls. So it? it's the seas of the moon. Part of it, uh, that's clouds. And it seems like it's all like very intricate and dreamy almost. And then there's like a serpent, which comes back around the whole time um anyways he's completely mesmerized by it he's impressed that she knows what it is and she's impressed that he knows what it is apparently these kind of drawings and the idea of the sea of seas of the moon was in his last book and at that point he can tell that she's obviously not a fan eye roll he's still pretentious (laughs) as fuck (laughs) um and his first question essentially is oh did Sachi help you and she's mm-hmm. like no I did this myself literally except there is a spot where like Kieran scribbled on the wall but like I did yeah, this all myself thing. yeah yeah um so she's feeling like she I feel like she's like let her guard down a little bit now that he, she's kind of impressed with him and he is also divulging some information about himself And he makes a comment about the serpent and about how it feels like it's going to drag him under the water. And he can tell that that means something to Riley. And then he, of course, ends on a thought. What about that journal, though? What about that journal? Riley is feeling like she can't major in biology. And because of this, she is avoiding Alec, who also teaches at the school. We know that. Um... Vaughn hasn't come by the house much at all. She felt like his adoration for the moon seas was genuine. um, And she can't believe how close to the truth he was about the serpent. So water, drowning, something, serpent, symbolism. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's all there. Um, What's that called? Uh, Parcel tongue. Okay, so Kieran senses something is wrong and tells her that she should talk to Vaughn just because. 
she is upset about her bad test and she lies in bed, but immediately gets up because Nikki used to do that. So throughout this, there are like little peppered facts about like what Nikki was like, who was her mother. So mm-hmm. she, she doesn't, she obviously wants to not be like Nikki. We see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Sachi is worried about Vaughn. She feels like he's isolating himself. He comes home and goes into the studio and tells Sachi that he wants to buy that painting um, and she says he can buy it and they pick out a frame together. And then Riley notices that Kieran hasn't added the two bells from the clock that Vaughn gave him into his magic collection, which is just a little interesting tidbit. So then they have dinner and Alec asks about the test and she's she's can tell that Alec and Sachi are worried that she's going to quit school again. And she's afraid that she'll turn out like her mother, like she, she wants it seems like she just wants some consistency in her life right um she also mentions that they don't know what nikki was like and the only person who knew was aunt julia so mm-hmm. i think we're getting a vibe that like nikki may have been abusive like yeah. or there was some definitely some substance use yeah like, mm-hmm. doesn't seem like a good good time Mm-mm. um she looks out the window and she sees a flashlight glow and it's late and it's nighttime and she knows it's Vaughn and she's a little worried because of the incoming storm so she decides to go outside too as you do when you don't like the pretentious author right no of course (laughs) follow them around no problem follow them around no problem um she finds him sitting on the dock he invites her to sit she ends up telling him that she used to live in Chicago and he doesn't seem to notice that she's from his hometown again another mm-hmm. little weird thing mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. he tells her that she has an inferiority complex which is funny um we also find out they they're having banter and talking back and forth but she says that she's always comparing herself to nikki again there's like another little mention of her um then they start comparing the all-encompassing darkness that is within both of them they're just kind of like having this weird heart-to-heart bonds drunk he offers the whiskey to riley she accepts um apparently she drinks a lot bonds trying to decide what he like whether he will stay and when he's gonna leave or whatever um he feels awkward about the fact that Sachi invited him and he thinks it's just because he's famous and he even says to Riley like if I wasn't a famous author do you think she would have let me stay and Riley's like well no probably not (laughs) like let's be honest and so like that kind of annoys him I guess Mm -hmm. I I think so too yeah but she does try to like cover herself by being like but she wouldn't let like a mean person stay this long or like a bad person stay this long or whatever yeah yeah um and she can also relate because when she showed up at the farm she felt like quote poor orphan Riley so she can sort of Mm-hmm. empathize with what Vaughn feels in a weird way um and then Vaughn asks Riley on a date that escalated wow. quickly <laughs> it did it did so obviously Vaughn can't stop thinking about Riley and he's wondering like how did this even happen and sorry this is all while they're on their way to the bar that they're going mm-hmm. to sorry they're the driving car- to there's the a 40 minute car ride baby 
yeah 40 minutes so i gotta talk about something they're on their way they're talking about that stuff about um kieran and his magic and about how he's noticing that the parents aren't really a topic of conversation and mm-hmm. how riley seems like she's programmed for failure and well that's what she thinks about herself so they're opening up to, to each other um and then we also find out that this is the first time that riley is going to a bar she divulges that um he wonders she wonders where he goes during the day um mm-hmm. and he likes that but he makes obviously make sure that he doesn't give anything away jeez um <laughs> can't be vulnerable they, no they make it to the bar called the blind wolf riley's like i don't like the name but he explains it to her what blind and whatever meant in pub culture um they're there to listen to some live music which also riley doesn't really listen to music so she's listening to the song and the lyrics and she starts to cry so she's crying they slow dance there's a bar cat and it's deaf that's why it likes to hang out there I like the bar cat. That's cute. Yeah. And she it's, pets it. She's like this cute little kitty. This little cute little cat. Um, and then during like an intermission type dealio break, Riley and Vaughn go to the bar and he's like, oh, I've never seen you around here. I've only seen you a few times. And the bartender trolley is like, who are you again? What? A- who? I can't hear you. And then Riley's like, it's Vaughn Orr. Literally everybody can hear me and it starts a whole thing. He's signing stuff. He's gets real upset. I mean, it would suck, but like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Part for the course, I think. And yeah, it starts a whole thing. Everybody's staring at him, asking for signatures, blah, blah, blah. And he's essentially saying like, my perfect tavern is ruined. I can never come back here. It was a little (laughs) dramatic. It was a little dramatic just a wee dramatic <laughs> the drama the drama of it all you remember the part where Vaughn spilled the beer on Riley so that they could yes. leave yes also <laughs> that happened yes cool. he like tried to spill just a little bit on her but the whole thing went <sighs> I don't think you should ever try to spill no. anything on anyone <laughs> no no. Okay, so Vaughn's drunk because he chugged all of his beer because he wanted to leave, and Riley said that it was rude to leave so quickly. Um, so she's driving home, and she's a little worried that Vaughn is mad at her because she said his name, his full name. Um, she kind of dropped his name, thinking people would think she was cool, but didn't realize that it would like turn out the way that it did. So Vaughn asks Riley to pull over the car, and he gets out, and she thinks he's being a little sicky. Um, but he's not, he comes over to the car and he's like, can you hear that? And she's like, yeah, it's the coyotes. And so then they just like chill outside, listen to some coyotes for a minute. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Ah! I hear it all the time. Whatever. Yeah. He's like, those are coyotes. You fucking dumb, dumb, dumb nuts. Dumb nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your nuts are dumb. <laughs> okay. Um, So in this moment, Riley is just like hella attracted to Vaughn and they have a little smooch. And then we find out that her and Colton kissed last year, which I don't think you should do if you don't want to lead somebody on. Mm -mm. No, (laughs) especially if you think of them like your brother. Don't Mm -hmm. go kissing your brother. No brother kissing. Fuck. All right. 
so she gets to the house and she feels all awkward about what's going to happen next. And then Bond gets out and like gives her a hug and they have a little chat and he finds out that she's never been with a man. That's why she's like nervous and no pressure. Like to his credit, there was no pressure. It was not Mm -hmm. awkward. It was fine. Mm -hmm. Um, He walks her to the door, asks if she wants to do something tomorrow night um she agrees even though it's the day that kieran will be dressing her um and then like that's it which is sweet i hate that i hate that he's like you pick and i'm like i hate that for her because you know oh like for their little date yeah it's your turn to pick yeah it is Uh, i hate that though i hate picking walk in the woods though i hate picking i know i make you do it all the time when you said tonight and I asked what time and you said didn't give me an answer so then I sent you my new emoji that is me where yeah. I got a hat on you got a hat on you look like you're from Harry hat. Harry Pooter Harry Pooter yeah it's a witch's hat because I'm a witch bitch <laughs> all right great Sachi's awake she needed to stay up to make sure that Riley was there Riley decides to run a bath and read Vaughn's latest book, which she asks Sachi for. That's why I wrote down that Sachi was there. Um, and then she reads the dedication page and she thinks she's almost imagining it. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. No answer immediately. <sighs> oh my gosh. Okay, everybody buckle up because a lot happens here. <laughs> All right. Vaughn is wondering, why'd I kiss her? I need to get away. I'm being reckless. He can't sleep. And then at 5.50 a.m., Riley shows up. And I'm like, hey, I can't sleep either. I can't stop thinking about you. (laughs) Um, So anyway, she... Um, So... (laughs) Essentially, that's exactly what she says. And that I can't stop thinking about you. And can I stay? And he's like, that's fine, but I sleep naked. So, (laughs) so they're cuddling and stuff in bed. And then she drops their canoodling. Yep. She drops that I was reading your book. And that's why I can't sleep, Mm -hmm. which we all know how he feels about that. Um, She says that your writing is beautiful. And she says that she looked him up, which is another one of his faves. And then Uh she she asks the big question, who is Riley? And then everything takes a turn. He is essentially like, I'm not telling you and she's pressing kind of like he was pressing about the journal um Mm -hmm. and at this moment riley's reminding him of the serpent um and that she is like him in a sense and like they're a monster that won't rest Mm -hmm. and it's very very strange like yeah it's just like they're both kind of scared and they're yeah and then then bond freaks out doesn't look so good looks like he's gonna faint um and riley tries to like oh are you okay like kind of stops for them for a minute but then riley brings it up again um 
and Vaughn is just like, I gotta go. I gotta go. Mm-hmm. I gotta go. And then Riley starts being mean and asking questions like she should. Is this the real you? Um, and that kind of stuff. Or like, are you showing your true colors right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Vaughn starts being nasty back. Like you should have listened to your gut. Um, you know that there's something wrong with me. I'm a bad person. Um, and he kind of starts even mocking her niceness, which is sad because Riley, I think inherently is just a sweet and empathetic person. Mm -hmm. So then he finally says that something bad happened to Riley and I did it to her. And if I tell you, I'll be arrested. And he's saying all this while he's like furiously packing all of his shit what does that mean Hmm. yeah and the fact that him stopping here it brought it all back and that's why he was like compelled to stay but knew he had to leave at the same time like he was so torn and blah 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 um -hmm. and anyways yeah he kind of like puts it all out there further than I thought he was actually going to um but stopping short of actually what happened to quote unquote Riley Mm -hmm. um so then Riley storms out and so does Vaughn he um on on his way out though Sachi they encounter each other he leaves money which is way too much and he kind of just is like it'll never be enough to like what I did to Riley kind of thing Riley who Riley the book Riley the Riley the other Riley how many Rileys are there Riley are they the same mentions he says that what they would have been doing in the bed would have been wrong yes which is what makes me wonder Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. good question why would that be wrong like Mm -hmm. what yeah what aspect true true maybe they're not related but like he killed her mother or something maybe yeah true or killed her aunt or because her aunt's still a part of this somehow yeah like there's something going Mm -hmm. on okay Mm -hmm. okay 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 so oh it seems like it's been like three months um the whole family just thinks that riley was like slighted by vaughn they don't know but they also they don't, don't know the deeds know about her past or anything like she seems very she keeps her cards close to the chest so colton is staying at the loft for a week and he has brought his new girlfriend lee um which is making riley feel kind of weird but like come on now he's gotta be happy mm-hmm. too you um, can't have both so no you can't so sashi says that riley should be over vaughn but she doesn't know what really happened um she feels like they both have gigantic secrets like her and Vaughn um and she kind of mentions that like Vaughn could be abusive a sociopath or a murderer like she really went for it so Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. quite know what's going on there Mm -hmm. um nobody knows what happened to her with Julia and Nikki Colton comes over to check on Riley because he knows something is wrong he calls her a chipmunk trapped in a mason jar and Riley says that this is literally exactly how she feels. Like it was a very good mm-hmm. <laughs> description. Mm-hmm. Um, and we end up sort of just learning a lot about Nikki 
she does sound quite abusive towards Riley. Um, there was an incident where she like broke her Aunt Julia's boss and anytime she would touch something in the future, her mom would bring that up. And Mm -hmm. she once caught her looking in the mirror at herself and called her a narcissist, just like her father, like just things you shouldn't say to impressionable children growing up. Definitely verbally abusive for sure. Yeah, totally. And then Riley ends up like randomly telling Kieran there is no magic. Like she's just like, angry like she's like yeah mm-hmm. not she's, here for it yeah just taking it out on everybody yeah. yeah and then she starts ripping down her mural she's like ripping down the serpent she's saying she hates nikki like she's just going for it like she's taking out all of her aggression on this mural which i'm guessing is paper and i thought it was painted onto the wall so it was like confusing in my brain at yeah. first but anyway yeah um Kieran comes in and tells her to stop like he's a kid obviously this Mm -hmm. is concerning and she falls and her head cracks against the desk bonked her head whoa wow whoa wow whoa 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 wowie wow whoa um now Vaughn is getting his swell on at the gym um he had spent the first five weeks of trying um after he left Riley's trying to numb himself but he's always thinking of her the, he's missing the magic the clocks the rabbits snow stars climate change like everything is reminding him of her mm-hmm. um so then he this is what's confusing is that he's saying that the first Riley wasn't real. Like it's, we're trapped in like this idea of what's real and what's not by both of them. They mm-hmm. don't understand. And like, they'll feel like the line is blurred. So he's saying that the first Riley wasn't real and it's thoughts and ideas. She's like a fairy or a fantasy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that even means. <laughs> yeah. He was saying the old Riley and the new Riley. Like yes. there are two two different but are they the same I don't know it's strange yeah I don't know there's something weird it's, going on. yeah it's confusing and got my spidey senses tingling <laughs> I don't know why I said that um, so then all of a sudden he has a parcel waiting for him and she he knows hello, by hello. just hello it's a Vaughn Olive delivery for Von Orville um by the look of the package he knows exactly what it is and he's wondering why Sachi took three months to send the photo or the photo the painting of the floating man um and he she even like paypal them the money back so like he's not interested in opening it right away essentially um his agent Mel is still asking about Wisconsin and Chicago. So it sounds like he hasn't told anybody that he's even back really. Um, And since the um, parcel doesn't have like any uh, return address on it now, he's thinking, oh, well, it could be anything. Like, I think he's trying to deny it. So there's like a bit of back and forth there. So finally he needs a drink to open it. So he has some wine and a start opening the parcel. And inside he finds an envelope and the painting framed and he doesn't want to read it trash he trashes it right away 
I could trash. never, I could never do No, that. no, I'd be like, what are even they going to say to like, me? Yeah, right? Like, even if it's something I fucking hate, I like gotta read it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What if, what if there's money in there? Like, there could be anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There could be anything in there, Chantal. Yeah. <gasps> exactly. Family secrets? I, I don't know. Exactly. Okay, so letter, trash, don't even want to read it. Okay, um, then he starts looking at the painting and he always knows that Sachi like hides things in there. He sees the cog of the clock. He sees like things that remind him uh, the moth and that kind of stuff. Um, and then he notices a key in one of the windows. And then this floods him back with memories of his childhood and specifically his dad. Um, he's recalling being a child and this old key that he had and that he always kept it very safe and guarded and that it belonged to his mother um but his dad hated that he had this and he made him throw it away multiple times um and he blamed everything that happened with his mother on Vaughn um he asked what it opened one day and this set him off um essentially he made Vaughn made his mother sick with postpartum depression um and you made her take all the pills and you made her kill herself so Mm -hmm. we find out that she um died by suicide um and that at that point her sadness his mother's sadness became a part of Vaughn and now he's always felt this guilt and his father's hated him ever since and he can see Quickly after, though, I think as he was maturing and aging, that it was actually his dad that his mom hated. Um, and that's why he left or that's why she left. And she's he's wondering if maybe he should leave, too. Um, but he, the key essentially ends up being associated with comfort. He's still like, what does it open? He doesn't know still. And his mom he knows for a fact that his mom left it specifically for him because she had hidden it somewhere um and then he decides i better read the letter so he goes dumpster diving and finds the letter (laughs) he doesn't actually we don't know what the letter says no 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 No. didn't you just want to read the letter didn't you just want to read the letter i read the first sentence yeah, me too. Okay, whatever. Yeah, Avi, you did. I had to know who was it from, at least. I had to know who it was from. Just who it was from, at least. But I didn't read the whole thing. Did you? No, no. Did, did not. Did you? Okay, 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 okay. Um, I think that they're brother and sister. Okay, okay, okay. I don't have any theories that way who they are I hope that they're not because I feel like their connection is romantic and I hate it when things go from romantic to siblingy it creeps me out a bit you don't like that that's not like your genre no it's not my vibe because I'd be so embarrassing you'd never be able to look at that person again you'd never be able to like you mean if you didn't know and you did well like if you found out after, after You'd be like, oh my gosh, you'd have to like never talk to that person again. I wish I mean, but what if you fine. knew? Like, what if you were Vaughn and say they are brother and sister and like he knows? He knows? Well, then that's fucked. Yeah, no, that's fucked up. That's just right, <laughs> fucked. 
Okay. 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 What are your theories? I just, I didn't have any theories. I just wanted to make like a few, I had made some notes throughout and my notes were that like, I just appreciate her writing, Glendy's mm-hmm. writing so much that I love how, even though you were saying like some moments were cringy, but I feel like that's life. And like, mm-hmm. she does a real good, a good job of writing real life. Like mm-hmm. I could imagine that happening to an awkward teenager being like, I don't know, I've never been on a date kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like it felt familiar to me like that. Yeah. And I feel like it felt, I I 100% agree with what you're saying. And I feel like it felt cringy to me because it was cringy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it made me feel awkward because it was awkward. It was awkward. Like exactly. Someone in the eyes is awkward. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I do like the fact how like nonchalant or how natural the clues and the foreshadowing she puts into the book is well, like how well done she does that. Like, I appreciate that. It's not just like, oh, by the way, here's Uh, that ring. You know what I mean? Like, or like you get almost to the end and it's like, and here's a twist. Yeah. That's too twisty. I do That's like too twisty. Yeah, yeah. Even though this isn't a long book, I do like the slow burn, I guess, act um effect or like the slow burn aspect of it that she's just like giving you little hints and pieces, but it's not like right in your face kind of thing. You're like, is that something I should be yeah thinking about? Like, yeah. should I write that down? Is that something mm-hmm. I should be writing down? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I... Anyways. I don't know. 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 Do you not know? We'll have to keep reading. Uh, <laughs> let me check. No, I don't know. 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 Okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. What is everybody else thinking? We'd oh, love yeah. to know. What are your theories? Who Who is Vaughn? Who is Riley? Who is Riley? Dedication, Riley. What is who, Nikki? What is who Nikki is Julia? Yeah. What are their deals? Where are they? Well, they're dead, well, but they're like, dead. how'd they die? Yes, because they died apart, not together, mm-hmm. but close together. Interesting. And where is Riley's dad? Yeah, where who went? Whom's is he? Because exactly. she's just with her cousins, right? She's just mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. West Philadelphia, born. Chicago. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Okay. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Okay. Bye. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Love you. Okay. Bye. XO. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. 
And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.